Hey guys, this is Shannon. What's up guys? This is Shirley. How you doing? Out and there? we are the, the, the two halves of um of Marriage Inc. Yes, yes. And this is my marriage is dope podcast. Cause guess what? Our marriage is dope. It is dope. It's what? so dope that we can tell each other that our lips are dry. Should have brought some chapstick. My lips are dry? Yes, baby. Come on, man. <laughs> it, they they cracking like really dry. Well, <laughs> you should have said something. <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, you can, you can. And we use it. Oh, boom! Look. Boom! Look, look at that! Look at that! Take look care at God! Of me. Come on! Take care of me! Look at God! Don't want to make it too shiny, you know. Do the. There you go. That's why I married him, y'all. Them lips, right Oh there. Lord, Lord, here Lord we Jesus. go. Them lips. Here we go. Here <laughs> we go. Uh what what okay. All right. You okay, that's it. it. You did cut it. off point. <laughs> you did it. Cut off what point. do you like? <laughs> They're just juicy and beautiful and plump. Ju- juicy, juicy and beautiful, beautiful plump. and plump. Yeah, the people are waiting. Hey guys. Hey. Juicy, beautiful, and plump. Juicy, beautiful, and plump. How was your week? My week was exhausting. Mm. My week was exhausting, and um, and it was just, you know, um, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not the, I'm not as strong as I used to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it it showed. Mm-hmm. But you know, we got through it, and um, you know, by God's grace, you know, we made it a thing. Mm-hmm. But. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. I couldn't wait to get. Just being away from you now is different. Mm-hmm. Before, I used to couldn't wait to get away from you. <laughs> I know. Before, I just couldn't. We wasn't vibing, y'all. Well, so when I traveled, it was like a vacation. Right. For both of us. <laughs> and so now, it's like, uh I feel weird. It's just like, yeah. you notice how much I call you now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you notice? I still don't eat. Well, I'm, I hate eating. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's different, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I had a rough week. Kind of rough week. Like my ADD, I, you know, it was just a lot going on. I was literally all over the place. My ADD is just going crazy. And I've been going to bed super duper late with you not being here. Mm. Like I'm, I'm just like going to sleep at one, two in the morning. It's just been ridiculous, and my, oops, like I'm, I'm just, and my body is just, it's, it's telling, very telling. So. So why do you do that? What, what is it about me not being home mm-hmm. that makes you that this that this? I mean, because you're safe. Mm-hmm. Your son is here, right? Right, but what is it that? What do you think uh, that that just, is? I, your your presence, your presence is safety for me. Your presence is comfort for me. Um, and as you know, I enjoy thoroughly enjoy being in your presence. So when it's not there, something is missing. Mm. And um, yeah. 
Oh, that's nice. A little discomfort. I mean, not it's not nice, but yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that that's that's nice to hear. Yes, yes. It's nice to hear. So we we guys, this listen, we're hearing. We have gotten so much information. I'm trying to get these uh these comments jumping off. We have we have gotten so much. Um, we just got literally inundated with DMs and comments yeah. and questions and inboxes and right. Yeah. And one of the things that that we are hearing a lot about and that we experienced is um, really our sex life has gotten well. First of all, our sex life has gotten better, but there was a point in time where she could not. <laughs> I was, I was well, just was a seasons, whiny baby. Right? Like it was great in the beginning. Well, it was great when we were dating. That's what I'm saying. That's oh. what I'm saying. In the beginning. Oh, not, I want to, for full disclosure, not in the beginning of our marriage. Oh. <laughs> right. In the beginning of when dating. we got together. Right. right. Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought there was a time where I, I was just like, I am not going to be able to keep up with this woman. That's what I really, really thought. And then I mean, it transitioned to... I wasn't going to be able to keep up. Mm-hmm. And then it transitioned to... Mm-hmm. Why aren't we having sex enough? Mm-hmm. And I began to feel very, very, very disconnected mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And then it went to not wanting to touch each other mm-hmm. at various times. Right. Right. Then it went to um, remember that remember that little time. I don't know what that was about, but my testosterone went really low, and I was getting shots and mm-hmm. doing all this stuff to mm-hmm. to raise my testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. I was I, you know I was experiencing low T, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then and then the major the illnesses, the illnesses yeah, the illnesses that came up, yeah. Right, cancer first, cancer diagnosis, congestive heart failure, then second cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, the second cancer diagnosis was prostate cancer treatment, uh, uh, prostate cancer, and uh, I was trying to make sure that that the uh, <laughs> that my treatment. I kept asking the doctor, "Is my stuff gonna work?" <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And because yep. even if sex was not bad, it could have eventually got better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I was trying to be proactive, mm-hmm. <laughs> preemptive. Yeah, oh, for sure. And so um, so we dealt with real stages mm-hmm. like a lot of you all have or are mm-hmm. or will experience. I mean, let's hope let's not. I don't want to wish that on anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to wish, you know. Uh, but if you're together, life happens. Enough, life happens. It just does, and so it's good to think about these things and and as much as you can be prepared for them, mm-hmm. right? Like, like what do you, what do you what do you do? How do you handle it? Um, you know, where do you go? The resources, like mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's important to, to not. Think about it and not think about if this happens, what do we do? When it happens, now you're just like a deer in headlights. Right. You're 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 stuck and you're trying to 
figure it out because you never gave it any thought, you know? And so, you know, nothing stays the same. And that is true with your sex life. So in the beginning, you were um, swinging from a chandelier, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was scared to death, right? And then I scared, like, I'm, but, you know, let me tell you, I had a major shift as a lover. Mm -hmm. And remember when we were living in Philadelphia and we would listen to talk radio Mm -hmm. and that guy would come on kind of in the evening Mm -hmm. and he would talk about eating butter and eating steaks. And then he would have these conversations about sex. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I remember he said to, to, to be, to be an amazing lover, you have to, as a man, you, you can't be selfish, mm-hmm. right? You have to seek to uh, provide as much pleasure as you possibly can, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, prior to, to your to your partner, prior to you really receiving pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so he he described this thing where he said, "What you do is you um, you start you know in the morning with some sort of you know sexual interaction." And the man, the woman can climax, but the man can't. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you get up and you go eat breakfast and, you know, or whatever. And then around breakfast or after breakfast or whatever, you have another sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. And, but the man can't climax, but the woman can. Mm-hmm. And then he just went through an entire day of... Now I'm sitting there listening to this man like, well, wait a minute now. There's no opportunity for me to experience, right? Mm -hmm. But what it was, was you were training yourself to be disciplined enough to not focus on your pleasure, Mm -hmm. but to focus on your spouse's pleasure. Did it, did it, how did it work for you? I don't know, how did it work for (laughs) you? (laughs) How did it work for me? It worked. It worked, right? Because that's that's like a, a, a that's something that we've established. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like it, it doesn't. It's not always the same, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it is my goal to make sure that you ex- experience mm-hmm. maximum pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. I cannot have experience any more pleasure. I don't want no more pleasure. Yes. Yes. And then mm-hmm. the focus shifts to me. Mm-hmm. And then when the focus shifts to me, what I've what I've noticed over, especially over the past probably five years or something like that, when the focus shifts to me, you are way more into mm-hmm. the actual part of pleasing me. Mm-hmm. And and let me tell you, guys, if y'all don't know, ladies that are listening. One of the worst things that can that a man can experience is the thought that his wife is not enjoying his his partner, his wife, his lover is not enjoying the sexual experience that is that's that's going on in a particular moment. Mm -hmm. The thought that you were doing it, but not enjoying it. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is Mm -hmm. that crushes us. And you know what crushes us right. <laughs> is oh, when Lord. you don't care about pleasing us. You care about wow. you busting the nut. Wow. 
Right. That crushes us, right? Because that make up makes us feel like, hey, we're just a piece of meat. We're just here to satisfy right. your needs. As if we don't have needs, as, as if there's not an ending that we want to experience. get to and experience wow. and enjoy. And like the enjoyment just isn't having your penis in us. But, and a but, lot but of stop, think stop, that. stop, 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 mm-hmm. stop, stop. That is what we think. But why? Would you listen, think because of what we did in the neighborhood, watching pornography, like all these different things. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, well, if a hard penis is in a wet vagina Mm -hmm. or lubricated vagina, Mm -hmm. that means something good is going on and you should be enjoying it. Why aren't you like I remember just like like just some comedian saying talking about things and it's like, I got mine. Why didn't you get yours? Mm -hmm. Like I got mine. Yeah. But why didn't you get yours? I mean. So it's so interesting because whatever your ending is as a male, like as a young male, Mm -hmm. you never thought to ask the young lady that you were with or to see if she had the same ending. Like y'all don't you didn't care about that. It's not that I didn't care, but I definitely didn't think to ask. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, if I if I had to be honest, mm-hmm. I didn't think to ask. And and I was very intentional about learning how to be a, a, mm-hmm. a, a lover. Like mm-hmm. I was very, 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 very intentional about making sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to change. Well, and this. I know we we said this before, but this is just so important because people are having challenges in this area. Just because you've had a lot of sex, just because you have been wonderful for whomever you were with, mm. doesn't mean that the person you are with right now mm, mm, is mm. pleased. Sex is sex and money are like the two hardest conversations to have. Yes, I would agree. But the most needed conversations to have. And I'm talking about the pre-conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And then not the, what do you like? What do you like? Because we do that. Mm -hmm. We we will... We will spend... That was a part of... That was a fun part of dating. It was like almost a... a, 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 You know, like you read in the menu. Like, okay... You like, you like this. this. You ask a certain okay, questions, right. and I remember. If you remember, I remember uh, early. Like, I, if 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 a woman providing oral sex to me was off the table, mm-hmm. she wasn't somebody I had. So I had to, <clears throat> you know, investigate. Mm-hmm. I, and and now I'm trying to find out your level of freak, mm-hmm. and see if it meets not what I'm into. Or anything of that nature. It's what's in my head. Mm-hmm. Like this foolishness that's in my head mm-hmm. of, right? Mm-hmm. But. So how do, how do you differentiate foolishness or no, it's something I really do? Well, I mean, the reality was, I'm not, I'm not, a, I ain't going to be no four round guy. Mm-hmm. But if you were a four round girl, that was turned, that was a turn on. Turn on. Yeah. 
Okay. Gotcha. It was a turn on. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though a, you couldn't hang with that. Even though I didn't want to hang with that. It was like, mm-hmm. after, you know, one, maybe two, I was right. just like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, like, it's not, like, my libido is not crazy high. Mm-hmm. This has been throughout my life. My libido is not crazy high. That means that we know that uh, more than likely my prolactin levels mm-hmm. are probably um, low, higher than the average man. Mm-hmm. Because the, the lower the prolactin level, mm-hmm. the higher the libido. Okay. okay. The higher the prolactin level, the lower the libido. Mm-hmm. And I believe that my prolactin level, look, this is science. This is not... I'm not, uh, you You go look it up. You Google it. What prolactin is, how it responds in the body. It's a chemical neural process that happens after ejaculation. But prolactin, when they are looking, when you are going to a urologist to have, uh, to be looked at for, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ED, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you go, one of the things, if you have a good urologist, they're going to check your prolactin level. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember my results, but I know how I felt. But then you have some men that can just go and just keep going and going and want to keep want to keep going. That's not because they like, ooh, some sort of sexual God. That's not that. Mm-hmm. It's something going on inside of their body neurochemically mm-hmm. that keep that gives them that desire. Mm-hmm. And so, but in my mind though. Mm-hmm. Because of what pornography had done to my mind, the thought of having multiple incidences in a, in a same night or in the same you know span of time was in my mind was like, oh, that was amazing. So that's why it's important not to just talk about what you like, but also discuss expectations. Um, also discussing your history of sex. Mm. Right. We never did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I spoke to you about how, you know, I was molested, right? So that's part of my history. That's my introduction into sex. Mm-hmm. But really talking about, like, I, I, it was a cliff note, mm-hmm. right? I just gave, like, this is information. Like, yeah, when I was younger, this is what happened. And we're continuing on with right. Right? The conversation. The conversation. But, it is so key to understand when you hear, especially those of you who are who are dating, when you hear the history of the person who you're dating, you really need to dig deeper because it plays out in your marriage. It will definitely play out. Right? There are Excuse side me. effects to the things that we've experienced in our life. Yes, ma'am. And so um, it's interesting when I was away for four months um, recently, February to uh, June, um, taking care of my mom. And Shannon had a book for us to read. Mm -hmm. And that book shed so much light. Please share with the people. It it was Come As We Are. Come As You Are. Come As You Are. Um, And y'all, when I say there were epiphanies and breakthroughs from reading that book, just about how we were sexually, why we were the way we were. Mm-hmm. Some of the um, thoughts that we had about each other and how wrong we were about those thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
um, just from a lack of understanding and not really knowing. And listen, not having the conversations, like digging deep. I'm not talking about the surface conversations. It's easy to have the surface conversations, but digging deep, mm -hmm. exploring that mm -hmm. book helped us to literally explore and to come to some needed conclusions that helped us to connect even more. The, the title of the book is Come As You Are. Mm -hmm. I, I hate that I don't remember authors like that. Oh. But uh, Come As You Are, Emily Nagasi, mm -hmm. PhD, Dr. Emily Nagasi. Um, one of the things that, um, that one of the big things that I got from that, um, this was, this was, this was mind blowing for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was the concept of non-concordance. Explain. The concept of non-concordance is you cannot make the assumption that a person is consenting to a sexual experience. Enjoy, or enjoying the sexual experience if they have a physiological arousal response. Oh. So just because, they, and, and, it, and they started to use it in rape cases. Mm -hmm. It's like just because the woman's body responded to what was going on does not mean she was consenting to it, mm -hmm. nor does it mean that she enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It just meant that she had a physiological response. The flip side, you know, you hear you, very rarely, but you hear of cases of, of men that were raped. Well, how can you go through the sexual experience if, like, you need a hard, erect penis to be able to, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the the, 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 the the concept of non-concordance says... Um, so what about that? Just because it's hard don't mean he's consenting. So how that resonated with you in because I was making because how? I was making the assumption mm -hmm. that because you were having a physiological response that you were connected to me emotionally mm. and that you were enjoy, enjoying the experience. Right. And that a lot of times was not the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in my mind, I thought I thought that was the case. Like that's hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And um mm -hmm. right. 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 So there's this desire to to this desire to please and have this. And look, let's not get it twisted. We we literally believe that there is this connection that is happening emotionally automatically. Mm -hmm. And just because we're involved in a sexual interaction does not mean that we're emotionally connected. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, uh, 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 you know, guys, I'm full of stories, right? So I was, um, I had to have open heart surgery and um, to have a valve repaired. And so in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to die or I could die. And so for the longest time, I was just like, man, I just want to be able to have, a, you know, wonderful sex with my wife before I die. That's what I'm thinking, right? Mm -hmm. But in the midst of that, this is when we were in the deepest of hells. Mm -hmm. Like, it couldn't have been, the hell that we were in in this moment couldn't have been more hellish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. 
And so I remember I had to I had to wash with this soap. Mm -hmm. And after that, I couldn't really touch you. I had to wash with the soap, put on some clean pajamas and go to bed. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, so so I took a regular shower mm -hmm. and, and then the goal was for us to interact. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, y'all. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you the truth. That was some of the best sex that I had experienced in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I was like, my mind was blown. My, I was like, if I'm going to die, this is the way to die. Mm, mercy. This is how you die. This is how you're supposed to die. Right? So... We had we had that great sexual experience. I went on the next morning. To, I took my, my you know that shower with the special soap. Went on the next morning. Had all, you know had my surgery. Came out of the surgery and God blessed. Right. Mm -hmm. So here this one. <laughs> here this one. <laughs> this one right here. Right. So we're having a conversation afterwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was we, I had gotten home. I was recovering. Honestly, it was a blessing that I had. And I don't know if you remember the blessing, but it was a blessing that we had this conversation. Because we got it got real heated. It got real heated. Yeah. And remember, I, I got very emotional. But it made cough. me yeah. it made me cough and move, move your lungs. Move right. my lungs, right? But so we're having this conversation about that evening. And she tells me that when I when she was making love to me that night. Before I thought I was going to die, she's a savage. She said it felt like rape. And I said, <laughs> I'm not going to say it on here, right? But I, I, I used the F word. I was like, F you, Shirley. Oh, I was so angry because that was just, I thought it was mean. I thought it was uh, insensitive. Mm -hmm. All these things I thought, but the only thing that it was, was the truth. Mm -hmm. And, and what I was feeling in the moment, because people are like, well, how was the sex so good? Because even though I did not want to, I was in a very dark place where our marriage was concerned. Lord knows I still didn't want you to die. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, I want to give my all because we don't know you're going under the knife. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And... You know, but I still had that other side of the coin where I didn't want to be touched by him. Mm -hmm. I was not, we were not connected. It was Just, such a lack was, of emotional connection. Wow. And and yeah. what, what, what some people don't understand, what a lot of men don't understand, especially, is that emotional connection is almost, no, no, for some women, that emotional connection is absolutely critical mm -hmm. that if they are not, they, they not, if they're not feeling you like that, but what we learned during that same four months, when we learned about the erotic blueprint ther theory, mm -hmm. we understand now how important emotional connection is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But there, there are, I didn't want to get too far ahead, but mm -hmm. since we're here, right. 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 
that emotional connection was critical for Shirley. Mm -hmm. And we learned, uh, we came across a concept, a, a series on Netflix, and um, and it really dived into this this uh, this this kind of sexual um, revelatory for us. It was revelatory. Mm -hmm. A concept called the erotic blueprint print, the erotic blueprint therapy or, or theory, mm -hmm. and this was developed to to almost mimic, not mimic, but. It, uh, there are certain different personality uh, um, uh, assessments mm -hmm. that place human beings in quadrants to help us understand each other and how we're wired. Well, the erotic blueprint theory does that for sex and sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. And um, the, 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 so there are five quadrants. Um, it is uh, the energetic, the um, sensual, energetic, sensual, the sexual, the um, kinky, and then the shapeshifter. Mm -hmm. The energetic is, and I'm going to use some basic terminology here, right? Mm -hmm. So just keep it simple. I don't want to dive too. That's another podcast, right? Mm -hmm. So the energetic is really about the vibe. Mm -hmm. The vibe is very important. The emotional connection. Are we connected? On a, a, on a in a non-traditional sexual way, uh, emotionally, saposexual. What's, what's the term? Saposexual. Uh, who people who are turned on by the mind and intellect um, and vibe, right? So that was the energetic, and those people can have almost full body orgasms, like without a, a, a direct genitalia uh, 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 interaction, right? Then you have the sensual. The sensual, they are fed by their five senses and the physical environment. Mm -hmm. So if it's a dirty room or if it's not, a, it's a room that's disheveled or if it's, if it's these kinds of things going on, then the, that, that decreases the sex and sexual intimacy between, uh, with a sensual. Then you have a sexual. A sexual is all about what we understand to be traditional sex. Mm -hmm. It is penetration, is is body parts, is is going in and out, and it's ejaculation or climax, orgasm, right? In the in the truest sense of the word, the, the what we know to be sex, that's what a sexual is. Mm -hmm. And then you got the kinky, right? The kinky is. Um, the person that wants, that is very interested and turned on by and satisfied by that that goes outside of the traditional, mm -hmm. that that is that is a taboo or like risque or or something that maybe you shouldn't do or or it's kind of borderline. Mm -hmm. You got kinkies. That's where their uh, uh, pleasure comes from. And then you have the shapeshifter. Shapeshifter is a person that is a combination of them all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we learned that Shirley was a um, energetic, sensual or sensual, energetic, and that I was a sexual, sensual, sexual and then sensual. Something like that. I, I figure what my second one was. And so when uh, because we we utilize the discus, the disc profile of human behavior mm -hmm. to help 
that blew our minds and helped us understand each other. Mm -hmm. This was just <laughs> another edition of something that was just mind blowing. Like, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And I learned so much about her. And then I learned how to then connect with her. I learned now with Shirley, I got to watch my tone because my tone can, can turn, can destroy the vibe. My tone, when I'm talking to her, not about sex, just about anything. anything yeah. My tone can destroy the vibe. If I'm not patient with her, destroy the vibe. If I'm not talkative and communicative, destroy the vibe. And you would think, well, what does all of that got to do with sex? Everything, Everything. <laughs> when it comes to her. Right. She has learned about me to be, to have more direct genitalia, sexual, like she makes her body parts available to me and she enjoys my body parts more because she understands now that for me, that's where I, how I'm wired. So now I'm seeking to be on her level or operate in the area that turns her on. Mm -hmm. And she's seeking to operate in the area that turns me on. And now there's this synergistic mm -hmm. sexual and sexual intimacy process that is taking our last night, man. I mean, I ain't gonna say nothing too much, but that was, whew, that was something, man. What do you think? I mean, I'm doing a lot of talking. What do you? What is, no, how, I mean, when you learned about the, the blueprint mm -hmm. theory, mm -hmm. what, what did that? How did that change? For, what did that do for you? For me, it was, it was really less about you and more about me from the standpoint of I have been feeling some type of way about myself. And I'm like, man, Shirley, what's wrong with you? Why can't you get it right? And, and you know, because sex is one of the, the challenges that we've had throughout our marriage for whatever reasons. I mean, we know what the reasons are. Um, and so some of those reasons, right, 100% legit. How I learned about sex was unhealthy. So I had just had a whole thing about trusting men and, mm -hmm. and sex and, and all of that. Um, but as i am been growing and maturing and wanting to meet that need, because my, I mean, his libido is not high, but my libido is low. And so I've been trying to be proactive or not trying. I've been working mm -hmm, on being definitely. proactive and, and not on my time. Mm -hmm. but saying, hey, we can't go a month and Shannon can't go a month, mm -hmm. right? So, um, but it also helped me to understand, the blueprint helped me to understand that when I, and I always used to say, I'm not that person who I can just have sex. Like we can be upset and I can have sex mm -hmm. and then we're still up. Like I'm mm -hmm. not that person. Mm -hmm. It literally is an emotional thing. And you know, I, you know, at one point I thought it was all women, but of course it's not all women mm -hmm. because I have friends who, I mean, they can just have sex with we angry, whatever they can, they can do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, I'm not that person, but I used to beat myself up for not being that person. Right. right. And the, the blueprint helped me to see no, you're, this is how you're wired. It's this nothing wrong are. with you. It was such an epiphany and like a weight that fell off of my shoulders. Um, and so it just helped me to be freer mm -hmm. in my sexuality. Mm -hmm. Mm 
mm-hmm. in in our interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, for me, it was just a game changer because mindset is everything, and what how, what we think about ourselves, mm-hmm. it plays out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that insecurity played out in our intimate interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so listen, we gotta we but. Listen, so the thing that happened for us in that four months is we probably started communicating. And look, we were communicating in during a time that was very, very hard for you. Mm -hmm. I want to publicly uh, applaud you. Hey, listen. I want to publicly applaud you. Right. Because you didn't have to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. You could have. You could have really, um, you know, it, it would have been completely justified mm-hmm. in in not wanting to have those deep, deep serious conversations, re- listen to no book, you know, take no uh, assessment. Mm-hmm. You didn't you didn't have to do any of that, but you did. Mm-hmm. And that 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 communication, I think, was a part of the building of the emotional connection that we are experiencing now. Oh, 100%. I, I, you know, it's so interesting. I went to, real short, I went to just visit my mother. I did not go to stay. And I ended up staying for four months. Mm-hmm. And when I say the blessings that came from that, was it a heartbreaking? Absolutely. Watching your parent transition is not an easy thing. And, as her primary caretaker, I'm there 24 seven practically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, my cousin Jocelyn was with, was with me. Um, I always got to say that. And um, my cousin Jeanette and my siblings, but anyway, um, but as her primary caretaker, the energy that it, it took. Mm-hmm. But when I say God came through with the growth and the healing in those moments on different levels with my mother and I, um, closer to, to a couple of my siblings, um, you know, the, the, the connection that my cousin and I, we, we hadn't spent time like that together mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And um, just, you know, getting to know different aspects of each other and, and the what happened with you and I, like it, it really, really was amazing. Right. Really was, really was a blessing. It was, a, it was a high level. And, and look, uh, uh, life was happening. These are, these are the life changes, yep. right? That that happened, and um, you know, you know, thank God you had great pregnancies. But we know people that have had pregnancies that were very, very brutal for them. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't, they had to go a long time without having sex. Mm -hmm. Um, Mom's passing, uh, um, just getting older. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, all of these different things that that just helped to play a part in getting that aspect of our lives on point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Better communication stronger emotional connection, uh, removing expectations, looking at the reality of what's going on, looking at my health. I mean, last night, you know, it was 
it was something like something else. But you were like, are you, you know, how is your body? How, how are you in pain? Are you, are you know, like you were very cognizant of that aspect of life changes for us. Mm-hmm. And so there's this kind of complete focus that if you can look at these different areas, this is this this topic, what you said, money and that spicy stuff mm-hmm. is very, very high on the list of reasons why relationships are ending divorce breakups what have you of course you have emo- you know emotional and psychological instability you have um you know uh, uh abuse and things of that nature mm-hmm. but i believe that 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 if there's a top 5 list of why people end their relationships i think that um that this yeah, this topic is at the at the that intimacy yeah. is at the top of that particular type of intimacy is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And and so you know we just want to encourage you guys to have the tough conversations. Stop being afraid to speak your truth. Stop being afraid to say, "Listen, I'm having challenges in this area. I'm not being pleased. This is what pleases me." Like, be open with this conversation. And listen, if you're having challenges, internal challenges, share them with your spouse. A lot of, especially men, are not going to come and say, hey, I'm I'm experiencing something down there. Yes. Like yes. something ain't right. What happens is they deflect and causes problems. Yes. Right. And so now we're arguing a lot because they want to take the attention off of being intimate in that way. Yes. Yes. Instead of just. Listen, having the courage to say, man, babe, something's not right. Go to the doctor, get checked. That's what, that's, a, that's going to be the last thing we need to say on this topic is know your numbers. Mm-hmm. If you are, there's, there's men should know their PSAs, their prolactin levels, their testosterone levels, their estrogen levels. Mm-hmm. Women should know their estrogen levels, their uh, oxytocin levels, their testosterone levels, like all of these hormonal a cortisol, which is the stress hormone, mm-hmm. we need to know where this is so that we can make more informed decisions about the things that we can do, mm-hmm. things we can't can't do, things we shouldn't do, the conversations, mm-hmm. how to steer the conversations, mm-hmm. and then how to come up with effective solutions. Mm-hmm. All right, so listen, now we're going to move on to this Q&A, um, and, and you guys, y'all have been sending in some of the best questions. Yeah. Oh, some of the best questions. Keep them, keep them coming, guys. We Remember, guys. I don't, I don't get a chance to to yeah. hear the the questions until yeah. we're live in the podcast. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know these. Shirley knows them, but I don't know. Them. Yeah. So I don't like hearing the questions. I don't like to have to think about it. I like to be off the dome. Right. I'm a freestyler. Yes. So, first question: You guys have been through so much, and no disrespect. But if marriage is this hard, why keep at it? As a single man, I'm wondering if I should be a serial dater. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, mean, yeah, you go ahead. I mean, marriage isn't hard. Mm-hmm. Marriage is the label. Mm-hmm. It's the thing. Right. Right. But it's there. It's the vehicle. Right. But there are two people in the vehicle. 
who are directing the vehicle. Right. Right. So we, we have to stop with the marriage is hard. Marriage is not hard. Shannon, one of the reasons why Shannon and I share so transparently is because we don't want people to come into marriage thinking, oh, it is this fantasy that you've been living from a child on. Oh, when I get married, oh, when I get my mm-hmm. husband, oh, when I get my wife, this is what it's going to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. You know, the the two kids and the dog and the picket fence and, oh, we're going to make money together and we're going to travel and do all of this. Yes, all of that is a part of marriage. And, and, and very possible. And very possible. But there is another side. Now, to the gentleman who wrote this question, what you saw is Shannon and I making marriage look harder and be harder than what it ever had to be. Yes. Right? Those were decisions that we made. We contributed to this experience being so challenging and and almost detrimental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. That was a choice that we made. Mm-hmm. So you as an individual, no, don't be a serial dater. Why would you do that? Be, you know what? Somebody, you worked in the medical field and mm-hmm. I, I used to work in the hospital for a couple of years. So many men were in the hospital with nobody to be there Alone. with them because they were serial daters. Mm-hmm. They were players. They didn't want to be faithful. They had problems like being in a committed relationship. Yes. yes. Alone. Nobody wants to be alone at the in the last years of your life. Mm, 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 right? You want to have somebody who you know has your not back. Just, not just the last years, just, just so much right. or so much to experience and so much to enjoy. But we frame, we don't want, like for example, and, and I'll use it just a, a, maybe an example that some people might understand. Mm-hmm. You might think that it's easy to build your own house. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have a house built. That's not a simple process. Mm-hmm. You got to go through, you know, before you even get to actual breaking ground, there's so many steps that you have to go through. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if someone didn't tell what there weren't any avenues for which you to understand Mm -hmm. how difficult it is to go through this process. And you just try to do it on your own. Now, at some point in time, you would either figure it out or you would abandon the project. Mm -hmm. Right. Most people in marriage are abandoning the project. They're like, ah, it wasn't supposed to be this hard. You didn't have anybody to guide you. And so you're trying to figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. You hey, you think like your parents did it or your grandparents did it. Or and maybe you saw some your pastor or some you saw some kind of you're like, well, it's got to be everybody else is doing it. Everybody's getting married. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, the wedding industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. So people are getting married, but it is not the wedding that is. Weddings are easy. Mm-hmm. It's being married that's hard, but it's only hard. Now, remember, we say all the time because it's designed to be hard. If you are trying to make two people one, that's hard. Mm -hmm. If you try to make anything, if you try to make two pieces of bread, one piece of bread, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Right. Even the bread is soft and pliable, but to try to make them two pieces, one piece, that's difficult. So we we like to present the reality so you can understand and prepare for the work that is going to be necessary 
for you to be successful. Not the work that it takes just to be together, Mm -hmm. but the work it takes to be successful together. And the work that it takes to be successful together is for you to go deal with you, Mm. right? So honestly, I would tell you to go into counseling. You may think, well, you don't need counseling. I don't know, maybe you have it. What you think is all together successful and and doing well in life, and you know aesthetically you're pleasing and things of that nature. But I'm listen. We all could counselors and coaches have counselors and coaches, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I would encourage you just just by asking this question, right? Lets me know that there are some. Um, narratives that you have about mm-hmm. marriage mm-hmm. and maybe you hadn't seen the best relationships, mm-hmm. right? Which means you don't have the tools to create the best relationship. Right. And right. so if I were you, I would go to um, seek therapy and just, just to just get to know you better, right? If, just to get to know you better and to work through some, some challenges that may come up that you don't even know mm-hmm. that you have. Thank you for the question. Yeah, yeah. For those who who don't know, this is the uh, My Marriage is Dope podcast, and I am your host, Shannon Austin, along with my amazing and beautiful co-host, Shirley Shirley, Perry Austin. Big Cheryl, they call her, Coach Cheryl. And uh, we are here. We had an amazing first segment about um, the spicy side of marriage and why it causes so many problems. And now we're in the Q&A section. Yep. Next so, question. Next question. I saw your video about unconditional love. Okay, Shannon and I were on Hartley Initiated Podcast mm-hmm. and we spoke about unconditional love. And, and what we said was, there's no such thing as unconditional love, right? So this person said, I saw your, your video about unconditional love not being real. If that's the case, how will we know if our spouse truly loves us? Mm, So let's do this. Let's go to the definition, right, of unconditional love. Unconditional love, simply put, is love without strings attached. It's love you offer freely. You don't base it on what someone does for you in return. You simply love them and want nothing more than their happiness. This type of love, sometimes called compassionate or agape love, might sound okay. Um, What is an example of unconditional love? An example of unconditional love is loving your partner without wanting them to change, Mm. without wanting to change them. Loving your partner without wanting to change them. Mm. How many of you Mm. are in a marriage or a relationship and there is zero about them that you want to change? Come on. I'm simply going off of the definition of unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The only one who loves unconditionally is the creator. Is the creator. Now, can we continue to work on loving our spouse unconditionally? Absolutely. But do we? No, because we always try to change each other. We're always displeased. And listen, it says you want their happiness. They're happy. Well, that means whatever they want for themselves. That's what you want. For That's them. what you want for them. Mm-hmm. So if your spouse 
is unhappy with you and wants to go outside of the relationship and cheat or they want to take money out of the bank account because that's their <laughs> sad. That's how they feel good by spending money. Right. They want to go, you know, midlife crisis, go buy a boat. That's what makes them happy. <laughs> Listen, there, there's, this, there's this term called compersion, and I, I just wanted to pull it up real quick. Like the definition of compersion, right, is really the definition of unconditional love. Compersion is our wholehearted participation in the happiness of others. Mm. It is the sympathetic joy we feel for somebody else. Uh, even when their positive experience does not involve or benefit us directly. Mm. Thus, compersion can be thought of as the opposite of jealousy and possessiveness. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> this is crazy. So, if I had this compersion for you mm -hmm. or unconditional love and you wanted to go out and enjoy an uh, intimate time with someone else other than me, compersion and unconditional love would say, I would be happy right. for oh, you babe, and encourage you. <laughs> oh, man, babe, have a great time. I can't wait to hear all about it. I can't it. wait to hear oh, all about babe, it. I'm so happy you found somebody I'm so that you happy wanted you to be found. intimate with. Yes. Yeah, and I and yeah. and and, and you on. don't and you don't want me to come. You don't want me to come be with you during the process. Come on. No, come on. This is without me. This right. is right. We have. I used to have problems with you going out with your girlfriends. Yeah. Right. Right. Forget right. anything you know, spicy or anything like that going on. Simply you going out with your girls. Yeah. I would be blowing up your phone. Oh, what you man. doing? When you coming home? Yeah. Blah blah blah. And that was not it. But I would say. I unconditionally love you. Right. Right. So, you know, I would just say we have to stop being so attached to labels. Or so and so attached to the fairy tales. Right. And so attached to the fairy tales. Because it's killing our relationship. It's actually hindering us from really being authentically intimate and connected to the person that we are with. Mm, mm, mm. Because we'll look at something, right? And we'll say, oh, now that's unconditional love. I want that. Mm, we have mm. such a comparison spirit mm -hmm. in these relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if it doesn't look like that, then you feel like, oh, well, he or she doesn't unconditionally love me. Mm, mm. Right? So how do you know somebody loves you? Come on. Like, we're working together. We're a team. Mm. We're putting each other first. And listen, this isn't 100% of the time because there are some times where I'm 20% and Shannon's 80% carrying mm -hmm. the relationship. Mm -hmm. There are times where Shannon's 20% and I'm 80% carrying the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's what marriage is. Mm -hmm. But even at my 20% and Shannon's 20%, we mm -hmm. can realize that we're not at the standard that we want for ourselves. Yes. And we're working to get there. Whatever the reason is, we're having a, 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 it's a bad season emotionally, health issues, Shannon's always in pain, like whatever the reason is. And then I've learned to have patience with Shannon's 20%. I've learned that to ask questions. I always say you have to have an exploratory mindset, right? Because in the past, Shannon would give me a certain energy and I would match that energy. 
So now we have this fire energy going back and forth and nobody's winning. Nothing's getting accomplished. <laughs> We're becoming more and more disconnected. And I'm like, well, hell, is that the goal of this union? Right. The goal is to become connected. So when Shannon's feeling some type of way and I feel the energy from him. Now I'll ask, babe, are you OK? Is, how, how are you feeling? What's going on? You know, mm -hmm. anything you want to talk about? Right. I ask the questions to give him the opportunity to say whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Right. And then sometimes if your spouse doesn't want to talk about it or whatever, just give them space. Just leave. Just chill out. Give them space. They need to process whatever they need to process. But this, 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 this just has to take. I know that Shannon loves me because Shannon wants the best for me. I know that Shannon loves me because he shows me he wants the best for me. When I say this is what I need, this is what I want, this is what I desire, this is what I like. Shannon, if he can do it, if he can get it, if he can be it, that is what he is doing. That's how I know that I'm love. That's how you will know that you're love. You know you're love because your person is like, what's important to you is important to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. That's good. What you value, I value. And that doesn't mean that we have to be in alignment with the things that we value, but we must respect what each other values. That's good. That's good. If you're watching this and you're not subscribed to... Um, uh, the podcast, I need you to go to YouTube and search for Marriage Inc. TV uh, and um, you will find uh, the podcast episodes there and be able to subscribe. You got another question? Yes. Um, and make sure that you're liking this, this, this episode. You know, it helps us with the numbers and helps oh, us yeah. with all that algorithm Please stuff. Please throw just like a million likes, y'all, because right. it definitely helps with the algorithms. And if you feel like this is valuable um, yeah, information, like other valuable people will to too. And, and, and listen... We, we all out here struggling, so we're trying to figure it out together. So please, like. So the next question. I'm currently dating, and I've set my standards and made my desires known. In the past, I would let men guide the relationships, but now I'm trying to say what I want. How long should I wait for him to make a move towards my wishes? Quote, unquote, or parentheses, rather. I am successful, and my clock is ticking, so time is a factor. <laughs> so she's dating she's set her standards made her desires known and it sounds like he is not pushing the gas on what she has made known right so what does that tell me that tells me he don't want me <laughs> maybe you two want two different things and maybe he hasn't had the courage to say that. I don't know, but ask the question, mm -hmm. right? You don't sit and, and, and wait and then you're deep in and now you move forward with something that you know you shouldn't because, oh, we've been in it for these many years and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's dating you for five, seven years now and still hadn't push the gas on what it is that you said you wanted. Um, you know, I have so many questions. Like when you had that conversation, what did he say 
to you saying, this is what I want. Um, so I will say to you, think about what he said when you said what you wanted. And if he was in alignment with what you said, but his actions are not, you have to believe the actions right now. Again, also, you said it, but how long? Because you said the clock is ticking. So a lot of times when the clock is ticking, you're putting a rush on something. So it could have been just a month ago that you had this conversation. And like you're like you're sitting here waiting for him to propose. Right. So we don't know these details, mm -hmm. but um, I would definitely um, that would be a thing. Right. And so I want you to go back and say, see, how long ago did you ask Did you guys have this conversation? How long have you guys been dating? What do you know about him? When you ask the question, when you share with him your heart, what was his response? And then after you shared that, what did your dating look like after that? Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you, things will begin to change. Did he pull back or did he push in? Like it's it's you have to just really be so hyper aware and not so focused on what you want that you actually miss the moments. Mm -hmm. Because if you miss the moments that you're missing, he's telling you, he's showing you what it is that he's willing to give you. And you just got to believe him. And if he's and if it's not what it is that you desire, that's OK. That doesn't make him a bad guy. And that doesn't make you a bad woman for not wanting to continue on with him. Mm -hmm. He's just not for you and you're just not for him. We have to be OK. Like people dating is like we have such a hard time letting the person go. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you why would you have a hard time letting somebody go? It's OK. I don't like everybody's cake. I just don't. So there are certain places I'm just not going to go. But guess what? They're making millions of dollars. There are people who like it. Mm -hmm. So let the people who like it go to that cake place. Mm -hmm. I don't have to. Mm -hmm. Right. There's somebody else who is for you and will be in alignment with what you desire. Mm -hmm. But if you don't give yourself the the the. Um, opportunity mm -hmm. for that person to come in because you're just holding on to this person to change. Hey man, that rejection, that, that, that's some deep seated stuff. That's some stuff that's deep down in us that, that really, really keeps us from being able to have successful interactions mm -hmm. because we're, we're so injured and so hurt. And she's, she really sounds like, um, like, let me let me let me just say this to the ladies. Mm -hmm. A man is going to let you know he wants you. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be any question. You won't have to ask and second guess and wonder. I made it very, very clear to Shirley mm -hmm. when it was time for me to I'm like, I want to settle down. There was some other potential suit I mean, me people that I could suit in the picture. Mm -hmm. I went to them and told them mm -mm, she, this is I found one. And she's who I want. Mm -hmm. I made it very, very clear. Yes. So when you're in this ambiguous place, mm -hmm. and and she's not, and you you just you, you I don't know where he stands. I don't know. You, he's telling you where he stands. Mm -hmm. If he's dating you for years like that, he's telling you exactly where he stands. Mm -hmm. And if you have the courage, you should move on. And that's the thing. We need to do a whole podcast on that. Just like the courage. So many times. Things are happening in your relationship and in your life, at work, with your family, whatever relationship, mm -hmm. whatever.
because you do not have the courage. Like we are just such fearful people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to that one day. Um, next question. A lot has happened in my marriage, but the bottom line is how can I get my wife to trust me again? I'm being a better man, but I'm really tired and it doesn't seem as if she is coming around. Hmm. Wants to get his wife to trust him. He said he's being a better man, but his wife, it doesn't seem as if his wife is coming around. Right. So one of the things I think that people totally forget about when it comes to successful relationships when there's been a, a, a rift in the relationship, uh, um, when, the, when trust has been um, um, violated and you, you find yourselves in these awkward and weird spaces. What did Ronnie tell us? Uh, time heals all wounds, but it doesn't heal all scars. Mm-hmm. So it is always going to be some sort of remnant uh, or evidence mm-hmm. of an injury, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't mean it just because that's all superficial. But if we don't allow, if we don't introduce time in these equations of healing, Mm -hmm. then we're going to keep rushing and get frustrated. Mm -hmm. It took time for us to get where we are right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen overnight. Now, I wanted it to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. But here, let me tell you, the danger of it happening Oh, this, come on now. Mm. Come on. We, we're Christians and we serve a crockpot oven offset smoker God. He's low and slow. But oh, when it comes out, it's so good. (laughs) We, what people want is a microwave God. Mm -hmm. Now, I would want him to ask, I would want to ask him, which would you prefer? A chicken, I mean, a turkey that's put in uh, the oven and cooked and basted all night Mm -hmm. at about 200 degrees? Mm -hmm. Mercy. Or would you prefer me take that turkey and put it in the microwave? Right. Right. And get that billy done in about 35 minutes Mm -hmm. on high. Right. Which turkey do you want? Patience is a virtue, my people. More often than not, you're going to want that low and slow turkey. Yep. And so, but we don't have the patience for it. Mm-hmm. We don't, is it done yet? Are we, listen, the, what the kids, you know, I'm full of analogies. What the kids used to say, are we there yet? Mm-hmm. They're not paying attention to the journey, the scenery. The, the 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 you know what this this country and the beauty of this country has to offer. All they want to know is, are we there yet? And that's 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 deep because that means you are missing things along the way. You're so focused on getting the trust back because you think it's going to create whatever narrative you created in your brain mm-hmm. instead of focusing on moment by moment with your wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hands down. And then you said, right. So Shannon and I always talk about the difference between doing and being, you said, um, I'm being a better man, but I'm really tired. Right. And it doesn't seem as if she is coming around. 
sometimes there is burnout in marriage, mm-hmm. right? That burnout in marriage is real. You get tired and you want to give up and you want to throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. But when you know who you are and you are being something simply because it's who you are and not to get something, it helps the longevity of you continuing to simply be. But when you're looking to get something, i.e. it doesn't seem like she's coming around, Mm -hmm. then that's when we throw in the towel and we want to give up. I've been doing this for the last two months and and you've not thus and so. Mm -hmm. Your focus is on what you're doing instead of, man, let me just connect with her heart. Let me let me love her how she needs to be loved. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure there is security and safety here. Heart-wise, not just financial and physical, heart-wise. Let me make sure I create a safe space for her to share her heart and to be vulnerable, be open. Let me see what intimacy is for her. Let me make sure I'm pleasing her the way she needs to be pleased. That is you just continuing to be the husband that God called you to be in the first place. And, and look, look, let me say this. Mm-hmm. Just uh, put a pen, right? But it's not, he has not decided that this is the man that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Because if he has decided this is the man that I want to be, then whether she's coming around or not doesn't mean a thing. Right. It has, it has nothing to do her coming around, you come around or not, but this is who I'm. This is who I've decided that I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. These are my core values. This is how I'm going to present myself to the world, mm-hmm. and yep. you know. And so he hadn't decided that. He hadn't decided that. He's still trying to uh, do. Mm-hmm. He is still trying to. You know, it's still transactional for him. Right. If I do this, I'm going to get this in return. Exactly. And as a result of that, he's actually introducing more stress into the marriage yes. because he is responding a particular mm-hmm. way, which then lets her know, well, you still don't you, get it. Exactly. You're still the same. You still don't care about me. It's still all about you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. So, bro, do me a favor. Uh, uh, decide that this is the man that you're going to be and operate from that standpoint and that standpoint alone. Whether she comes along or not is irrelevant. If she leaves, if she decides to leave, you will still be this man that you are cultivating right now, right. that you're developing. Right. If y'all break up, God forbid y'all break up. We are not proponents of that. But hey, now you're going to be a man that's trustworthy. That's right. Now you're going to be a man that shows up and presents himself to his family, to his community, to the world. This is the man that they're going to talk to talk about at your funeral. Who is that? What do you want them to say about you at your funeral? And just focus on being that man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Does that make that's sense? Right. And, 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 you know, it just it just made me think of. Um, there was this basketball player years ago. He built his dream house and it took years, mm. years, dream house, everything he ever wanted. And I remember the clip of him in his yard weeping. It took seconds, like minutes for that dream house to burn down. Wow. You understand? So this trust that you're looking for, trust 
is something that is earned. You know, we do trust backwards and that's a whole other pod, podcast too. It's like, we do trust, it, we do it backwards. Mm. Um, trust is something that is earned. You have to, I have to be in a space where I know because of your actions, you are trustworthy and I can trust you. That takes time. But whatever you did to kill her trust, a moment, mm-hmm. moment, that's it. So so listen, guys, listen, this has been, it's good. It's good. This is good, man. This is good. This is good. Q&A, amazing. Keep your questions coming. You can uh, DM us on TikTok. You can DM us on Instagram. You can go to this podcast episode and comment below with your question. We're checking everywhere. You can go to our Facebook group, uh, Facebook Marriage Inc. Life, Love and Marriage. You can go there. Give. We want more and more questions mm-hmm. because this engagement is important and people are, 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 are hopefully Hopefully, they, they, we got to tell these folks to tune in because we're going to answer your question. Yep. Guys, listen, it's your questions that we're answering. So please send your questions in. And people have been asking about um, the merch. Yes. It's, this isn't just what we wear. It's on the site so that you can wear it too. So you can go to the website and get it. Also, my book, I just dropped, Wife You, the ABCs to Becoming, to, ABCs to Winning, his heart um, is just research, talking to men over the years. Um, I've been able to put together A through Z. Read the book and listen, get the book for your girls. You could do a book club. Um, it's needed. That's what you, you should, you should do that. I, I should do that. You should do a book club yeah. and and meet and, and say, hey, we're going to discuss. Yep. Thank you, Shannon. Oh. And Shannon has husband, so he'll do the book club for husband. Um, you know, for all the husbands. So you got wives, get the book for your husbands. And listen, let's grow. Let's become a tribe, a community, support one another. We don't do this because we've arrived. We do this because God has put us in the position and we have grown and we have the tools that will help you to grow and to heal and to understand each other. Um, and so let's understand and grow together. We appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. Love you. See you on the next one. Love you, sweet baby.